Hey there, it's Tabitha Richardson, and welcome back to the Realtor Success Strategies Podcast. Yes, I changed the name. Now, let me just tell you why I changed the name. I feel Realtor Success Strategies is more in line with what I'm doing, right? So I'm helping you, trying to build your business, grow so that you can help more people, make more income, um, and just create strategies so that you can be more successful. So I changed the name just so that we can be more in line with what we're doing. And when people are searching, they'll be able to find me. So I hope you like the name. Let me know what you think. So today we're going to talk about going from being a realtor to a CEO. And I have talked a little bit about starting your business in the past. And I have a couple of episodes that I'll make sure I tag like here and here uh, so that you can tap into those episodes if you like to learn um, some steps to starting your business, getting your LLC formatted and off the ground. And if you need a little bit more um, direction and instruction, I also have an online course on starting your business and building your business credit, which goes into detail on how to do it. There are video tutorials. Um, it's about five modules and it goes all the way in on how to do everything. So I'll make sure I put that in the description section in case you're interested in signing up for that online course uh, to get your business started off the ground and also how to build and establish your business credit so that you can apply for loans and um, lines of credits and things like that. So let's jump in. Now, going from a real estate agent to a CEO of your company, not only is it maybe getting an LLC or an Inc or corporation, whatever you and your accountant decide is the best way to format your, your business, but it's not just that. It's not just the paperwork. It's really a mindset shift from where you are to where you want to be, right? So as a realtor, sometimes people don't take their business as seriously as when they're running a business. So I want to get you from the mindset of just being a realtor to being a CEO of your company. And today we're going to talk about that and what being the CEO of your company really take entails. You from the mindset of being a realtor to being a CEO of your company and how you will go about running that company. Now, when you're a CEO, there's many different departments within your company that you're going to be responsible for handling yourself or hiring someone else to take care of it. I go for the hiring someone else to take care of it, but I do like to start off doing it myself just so I can understand what the role entails and requires so that when I do hire someone, I know if they're actually doing what they're supposed to do and I know what it's supposed to look like. So I do like to start off understanding what that role entails. So today we're going to just talk about um, those six roles. Now there's a ton of roles, but I just chose six to talk about today. Well, seven if you include, um, well, six. Uh, so with the first role of being the CEO of your company, what 
actually is a CEO. You might be wondering that, like, well, what does that mean? What do I need to do? So the CEO is usually the visionary of the company. They're setting the direction that the company is supposed to go in. Now, for you as the realtor and the CEO of your company, you're setting the direction that you want your business to go in. How much do you want to make? Do you want to grow a team? Do you eventually want to start your own brokerage? Like, what is it that you want to do? Do you want to be um, licensed in multiple states and operate in, in multiple states? Like, what is the vision of your company? What do you see your company doing now and in the future? Right. And then from there, the CEO as the visionary, they kind of hand that uh, that idea, that vision to the C-level suite people in their company to execute that vision and get it taken care of. But if you're just starting out and you're just going from the realtor to the CEO, you most likely don't have many other people that work with you. So it's going to be your responsibility to really identify the next roles and what you need for each position in your company. So we started with the CEO, right? Being the visionary for your company and you're responsible for deciding the direction that your company is going to go in, right? So the next one that's an important role is going to be your COO. And that's the chief operating officer. They do all things operations for your company, keep the company up and running and deciding um, what needs to be done in the company. So um, something that a COO would do is building out the systems in your company, deciding what systems are needed for the company. Um, so for example, let's just say you need a transaction management system, right? To manage the transactions and you determine that's something that you need. You would pass that off to the CTO, which is the chief technology officer in the company to research the different technologies that would be best suited for that role. The COO is just really determining what needs to, uh, what systems, what operations needs to happen in order for the business to function and flow. Also, just taking it down a little bit, right? Although you're going to be the COO for your company as well as the CEO of the company, really right now what you need to be doing is thinking through all of your repetitive tasks, what you're doing every day, the same thing in your business, and deciding on creating a system to handle that creating the whole operation, the system and the processes to be able to handle that task. Like, let's say if you're building a team and you need to onboard people onto your team, well, creating a system and processes that need to happen from the time that someone contacts you to say, hey, I'm interested in joining your team, joining your brokerage. Um, from that point, what happens to get them from there to signing up with your team or company and then to becoming a realtor, like the training them on how you do things in your company. So thinking through all of the things that make your company run 
and having a system in place for each and every one of those things. So how you do anything is how you're going to do everything in the company. And so the COO is responsible for all of the operations in the company and making sure the company actually runs, right? All right, so the next one that we're going to talk about is the CFO. The CFO is the chief financial officer for the company. And just like it sounds, they handle the finances of the company, making sure that the company is operating healthy and in the black. And just in case you don't know, the black is positive and the red is negative. So we don't want to be operating in the negative. We want to always operate in the positive and making sure that um, our expenses are less than what we bring in. Bottom line, that's like the most simplistic way. Um, another thing a chief financial officer would be responsible for doing is identifying if you do need to borrow money, loans um, to cover any of these systems that you are looking to implement in the business, you know, what that cost is, what um, resources you already have to be able to buy certain things or, um, you know, if you need to get a loan, a uh, line of credit or whatever you need to do in order to finance the project, the CFO will be responsible for doing that. Now, on a simpler scale, right, because that's a big company, um, on a simpler scale, you as the CFO of your company, you're just making sure that you're managing your books, right? So using a system like QuickBooks uh, to manage your books, or if that's just not your thing, then maybe you might need to get a bookkeeper, right, to keep all of the expenses and um, the income that comes in and, you know, everything that you're doing within your company, your write-offs, right? So if you're buying closing gifts for your client and the marketing for your listings, all of the things that you're spending, you would have your bookkeeper documenting that in your system. And if you didn't want QuickBooks, you can do Excel. Um, Whatever you, as the CEO of your company, whatever you decide works for your company. But you want to make sure that you are managing your um, finances for your company, because if you're operating in the red, that is just not good. We want to make sure that we're always staying in the black. Now, another book that I've mentioned before that really helped me personally and in professionally was Profit First. I read that a few years ago, and I just realized that the author has several other books out. So I need to look into some of those other new books since that one book was really transformative in my business because it helped me to have an easy way of um, funneling the income that comes in to make sure that there's a budget for marketing, there's the budget for the expenses, there's a budget for saving, and as the owner, there is a, a budget for profit and owner, um, owner um, what is it called? There's just a budget um, for profits and things like that. 
And if there are any projects that you, big projects that's going to be coming up in the future, it will help you to be able to budget for those things. So the book is called Profit First by Mike Michaelowitz, I believe, Mike Michaelowitz, uh, who wrote Profit First. And it's a great book to help you be able to manage the finances in your company. So pick that up. I'll make sure I put that in the uh, description so that you guys can have a link to that. Now, the next one uh, position that you would want to have in your business is the chief revenue operator, right? And the chief revenue uh, operator is officer, the next business that you're, the next position that you're going to want to have in your company is chief revenue officer. So the chief revenue officer is responsible for the revenue, generating streams of revenue into the business and kind of like sales, right? Because without sales, there is no business. So whatever product or service you offer, you need to have sales. Otherwise, you're not operating a business, right? Um, and if you have a bunch of expenses and no sales, then you are operating in the red. And that's not a good place to be. So let's talk about some of the things that the chief revenue officer is going to do in your business. They're going to come up with lead generation methods to bring in more business in your company. And you, as the CRO, you should have at least three to five lead generation methods that consistently drop leads into your business every single day. We need to have that. If the leads start slowing up, then you know your chances of um, increasing your revenue also start slowing down. There are some other things that you can do to offset that, but for right now, we'll just keep it at lead generating. Uh, you want to make sure that your sales team, that they are scheduling appointments for you to go on. So that could be hiring an ISA, an inside sales assistant, to contact and maintain your database and schedule appointments for you to go on. If you don't have anyone that you can hire into that role just yet, then that would be something that you would need to do. And that would be time blocking in your calendar for lead generating activities, making calls, having an hour of power or power hour, however you prefer to call it, uh, to make sure that you are spending time in your database and making phone calls to schedule appointments. If you're not going on any appointments, then you're not making any sales. So we definitely need to have those appointments, okay? And now there's things that you can do like having um, AI Legion, uh, resources to help you. Nowadays in CRMs, there's a lot of AI technology that can, you know, follow up on your database for you and act like you, sending emails and communicating back and forth in a chat with your uh, prospects. So however you need to figure this out, uh, you do need to figure it out. And this is something like a chief revenue officer would do. They need to their sole um, purpose is to drive revenue into the company. So we want to make sure that you're doing activities to drive revenue into the company. 
And just some other things that you can do is setting up landing pages uh, to attract people to uh, potentially creating uh, online ads for landing pages to capture people in and exchange their information for free information that you can give them, like a home, free home valuation, a free home buyer's guide, um, just any type of guide or checklist that you can provide to someone in exchange for their contact information for you to connect with them and stay in contact with them. And just another method that I'm just going to throw in is doing open houses. Now that the market is shifting, open houses are going to start popping up more and more often because houses are not flying off the market so quickly. So real estate agents are going to actually have to do some work to get these homes sold. So start thinking about open houses to drive revenue into your, your business as well. But ultimately you want at least three to five lead generation sources to drive revenue into your company. All right, next one is the CMO, which is the chief marketing officer in your company. So marketing is really just um, providing uh, exposure, bringing awareness to your company, right? To you. So people know who you are. People know your name. You know, if someone is thinking about uh, buying or selling a home, maybe an ad of yours is going to pop up somewhere, or uh, you would be aware of this person just from, you know, a marketing campaign that was out or you do a search for buying a house and now all of a sudden you as a real estate agent will pop up for them. So really just bringing brand awareness to your community, letting them know what you do and about your business and who you help. That's really uh, what your chief marketing officer is going to do. They are going to be responsible for bringing brand awareness to the community uh, for you. So people know who you are. When they think about real estate, they will think about your name. Now, some of the things that you can do, like some technology that you can uh, implement into your business for marketing and bringing brand awareness to you. Um, if you're not familiar with BombBomb, it's a video email uh, system that you can create videos and uh, send them through emails because uh, videos, as we know now, is top, right? People want to connect with you and it's easier for them to connect with you when they can see you and hear you opposed to just an email. So if you want to take your emails up a notch, consider doing email marketing so that people connect with who you are and you can get your message out there. You can also do DIY marketing, DIY do-it-yourself marketing, DIY marketing through Canva. I love Canva. They have a free version and they have a pro version that's just a little under $13 a month. And you can create all of your marketing stuff in Canva yourself, or you can hire someone who's a Canva specialist to create marketing materials for you and then use um, a scheduler to schedule out your marketing a week or two weeks a month in advance so that that is consistently working for you and posting to your social media sites to keep up the brand awareness so people know who you are and you stay top of mind uh, to your sphere and your community. Um, 
So there's another uh, system that you can use for video marketing called WeVideo. Uh, check that out. See if that's something that can help you as well. And another thing that I like to do, uh, sometimes people don't think about this as marketing, but when you're doing like your listing presentations and stuff like that, all of your marketing materials that you use to go in the listing presentation, like your brochures and the actual listing presentation, the pictures that you use. If you're a realtor and you're using pictures from your phone, please stop. Please, please, please stop. You cannot use pictures from your phone. I don't care how good you think they look. You need to get a professional photographer out there to your, um, your site, your listing to take pictures and video for you. So it's not only for the listing. You're doing this to build up your brand, right? And the quality of your product, which is you're selling you, selling your listings, um, and that can help you sell them quicker, right? The more professional you look. I mean, how would you like if someone came to your house with a phone to take pictures? Like, I would be pissed off. Like, why am I paying you all of this money if you're just going to use your phone to take a picture? So let's stop doing that. Let's make sure that you are investing in yourself by investing in your business. Create a budget for your listings um, and make sure that you have a menu of services of what you provide, okay? And you, you need to spend the money on the listing. Get your, your beautiful photos and videos so that you can use for marketing later on in other areas, okay? And you can use um, video... Um, well, you can use enhancement, like so for not video, but for photo enhancements. So if it's a vacant property and you want to do staging, but maybe you don't want to spend the amount of money uh, for physical staging, you can do virtual staging. Uh, if you need to take something out of a picture because it looks terrible, you know, maybe there's a broke down car that's just sitting in someone else's yard and you can see it. Take, have, you know, your photos enhanced to take those things out. This is your branding that we're talking about. So we want to make sure that we are putting out the best product possible. Okay. So invest in yourself by investing in your business. And now the last one is going to be the CTO, which is the chief technology officer, which I mentioned um, up front. So the, ch uh, the chief technology officer, the CTO, they're responsible for all of the technology in the company. Now, how cool is that, right? Because we are in a technological era and like really we're in the information era, but technology is just really at the forefront of everything. Technology helps you to do more. And there's always something new coming out. So imagine if your job is just to research different technologies to see what can help you do your job faster, easier, for less money, right? And if it's doing, doing it faster, then it does allow you to do more, right? It extends your capacity to be able to do more. So there's a lot of technology out there that you can use in your business to help you grow your business or to just be more efficient in your business. So let's talk about a couple of those. 
So I have my little paper here so that I don't miss anything to give you guys today because this it's such an important topic. Um, I want to make sure that I'm giving you everything. So for your technology, right, uh, we talked about the lead gen, which is the three to five lead pillars to make sure that you're dumping leads into your database on a consistent um, consistent basis. Uh, now, there's certain technologies that you need to implement. If you are thinking about starting a brokerage or maybe you are creating a team and you want to have your own technology for your team, that's that's fine. If Or if you are with a brokerage and you don't like the technology that they use, you don't have to use it. You can um, invest in your own technology that you would like to use. Some companies don't have the latest and greatest technology to offer. Some companies really don't have any technology, right? So just know what your needs are, figure out what you need to operate your business, and then invest in that. All right, so the next thing would be for your contracts and e-signing. So with my uh, franchise, they use a system that, I won't say that I don't like it, but I didn't love it. And me and my company, we were used to using another system. So instead of trying to um, change and go through this learning curve, which could adversely affect business, we just kept ours and we, you know, I pay for that separately. So if you are looking for a paperless technology uh, system to handle your contracts and, and e-signing, here are a couple. They're not the only ones, but you can use them. So there's zip forms, there's dot loop, which I use, and there's DocuSign, and there's like DocuSign transaction rooms that can go along with it. And there's a ton. Um, I think MBAI forms might still be around. That's who I started off with 17 years ago with the uh, brokerage that I was with. But there's a ton of them out there. Just find the one that works for you that is easy for you and your team to use and work with if your brokerage doesn't offer a solution for you. I always say, start with the brokerage first. Try and use what they offer you for free. Well, let me not say for free, um, just as part of your membership with that brokerage, what they offer and then go from there. So it's no need in investing extra money that you don't need to invest if your brokerage has some good tools that you can use. So then next, your transaction management. Now your transaction management software is good if you are starting a brokerage or maybe you have a team and you wanna manage your uh, transactions within your own team. Um, I like uh, BrokerSumo, which has been around for a while. So that's one of them. Um, if you don't have anything, if you're a brokerage and you don't have anything, I highly suggest you get something in place to make sure that you have a place to store all of your ratified contracts and contracts that have closed and to manage commissions and what has been paid out and have reports and know what's in your pipeline and all of that. As a broker, you are required, depending on your state, to have uh, and save your transactions for at least, I believe it's three to five years. I think it's five years. I have it from 
way back. And especially because everything is in the system. Years ago, we converted all of our past uh, contracts before we had an online system. We converted them uh, to and uploaded them into the system just so we can always have that copy. So any of our clients contact us from, you know, 10 years ago and says, hey, do you have this? We actually do have it. So make sure you invest in a great system. So like I said, um, I have Broker Sumo. There's also Back Agent, and there's Lone Wolf, and there's Broker Easy, and a ton of them. Just find one that works for you. The next we have tracking and measuring. So I like to use CTE Biz. Uh, some systems also incorporate your tracking and measuring into that system. But I definitely feel everyone needs to track and measure because how can you know where you're going if you're not at least setting the goal and then setting the course to get there? Like I said, I like CTE Biz because it allows you to create your business plan in there and set all of your goals. And then you can have a visual to see, are you reaching those goals or not throughout the year? The next one is your database management, which is your CRM, your customer relationship management system, which is your database and how you keep in contact with uh, your clients, your past clients, your new leads and prospects. Um, you can keep in contact with whoever you need to keep in contact by setting up email drip campaigns. So some of the systems that are good and some of them that I've used in the past would be follow-up boss. So follow-up boss is about $80 a month. And it's a good, uh, it's a good system. It's not really expensive. It doesn't have all of the bells and whistles as some of the other more robust systems, but it's a good system. They have some that's cheaper than that as well. And of course, the lower you go, um, the less features it will have. But if you don't have anything, just start somewhere. So we have follow-up boss, we have real geeks, uh, we have KV Core, we have Lion Desk, there's Chime, and there's just a ton of different CRM systems that you can use. Start somewhere. Start with your brokerage to see what they offer, and then go from there. And someplace that you can record your testimonials, your social proof to show that you're a great agent or team leader or brokerage, you need some place that you can track your testimonials and you should be getting those testimonials from your clients once you close. So a couple of systems you can uh, use for testimonials. One is Google, that's a great place. I would absolutely recommend that you use Google to get your reviews. Uh, you can use Reach 150, that's, what, uh, that's part of the product suite of my franchise is Reach 150. If you're a Google, I'm not a Google, but a Zillow person, then use Zillow or Realtor.com. Uh, HomeSnap also connects with Google, so you can get your reviews through there and see if your brokerage has any type of systems that they use in order to track your testimonials. And for AI technology, so responding on social media. So if you can't respond, one thing that I love is mini chats. 
uh, using that system to respond to people on social media and being able to easily connect them. So these were just a few to really just help you go from the mindset of being a realtor to the CEO of your company and some of the things that you would need to think through in making that transition. I believe when you start thinking about your business from a CEO perspective, you'll operate your business and you'll take it more seriously than if you're just looking at yourself as just a realtor. So ultimately, you are a business operating under another business, operating under your broker because you're a 1099 independent contractor. So your brokerage is not taking taxes out of your check. You're responsible for doing all of that. And I guess I should have mentioned the taxes, right? That would fall under like a CFO and, you know, bookkeeping bookkeeping, accounting, all of that will fall underneath there to make sure that you are putting aside money to pay your taxes because no one is taking those taxes out for you. So that's it. That's all I have for you guys today. If there's some other things that you would add to this list, make sure you put it in the comments section. I love to hear what you have to say. And if you haven't done so already, I appreciate every like that you guys give and make sure you subscribe to my channel so that I can provide you with more information to help you grow and scale your business so that you can help more people and you can make more money and have more freedom in your business because I think that's what we ultimately want, right? Is having more freedom to do some of the things that we want while we earn an income and help as many people as we possibly can. So that's it for today. And oh, let me not forget, if you are a realtor and you need help with growing your business, you might be struggling to put these lead um, generation methods in place or building out your systems, or you just need a community that um, to help you stay accountable to some of your goals, then join my weekly group coaching program, the Monday Morning Power Hour. I'll put a link in the description for you if that's something that you're interested in. But in the meantime, I will see you again on the next episode. Bye-bye.